Jamaican, whatever. But you'll be able to get a few things, not as much as what they get. I mean, that was awesome. How can you get up after such talents and quali qualified people? It is, it is awesome. Then I heard Sister Angie back there say amen and so, because she understood what Sister, um, Sister Letty was saying. I want to thank again, uh, my wife and Joni and of course, Brother Ronald. Tremendous help for our publications. He's a very, talented man that helps quite a lot thank him and so uh, others that help Joni spent a lot of time these are I I don't know how I, I started writing this book 20 years ago maybe and I did most of it over there I was living next door and um, then I, I did some of the villaging where I was living and moving around and I was just writing. Didn't really probably know what I was doing. But I kept doing it and put it away. And I have quite a few books that's written put away. But uh, my wife decided to pick up this one several, quite a while back. And then we start and we stop. But now thank, thanks to the Lord that it's uh, and um, uh, we're just going to have one service today, this morning. I'm going to give you all this afternoon. I don't know why I'm generous, but I'm just going to give you this afternoon. It's a long weekend, so you can go on barbecue, do what. But just don't go to the movies, all right? Not like that. Stay home and read the Bible or whatever, but spend quality time with God, okay? Is that all right with you all? Amen. So, uh, but I'm going to cover, if you'll give me a little time, since we're just having one service today that um, we're on the series. We ask God's blessing on Elijah. Was it Elijah? We're studying the series of Elijah. And then uh, we still have quite a bit more to cover because we're just in the uh, Old Testament, but we're coming soon to an end of the Old Testament. You have to have your Bible. You have to look at the Word of God. You have to pay attention to the Word of God. And if those of you who've been following, you will remember where um, where we stopped on Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? Is there anybody out there? Is it Wednesday night? Where did we stop on Wednesday? Have you looked at the Bible? Revelations? All right, 2 Kings. All right, thank you. 2 Kings chapter um, chapter 1, where uh, this Isaiah uh, who fell through the lattice and he wanted to know if he would be um, recovering from his fall, his accident, and he sent to the God of Ekron. Now, all these might sound strange to you, but if you um, if you look at your Bibles, you will see 
you will see how God is good. If you look at your Bibles, God will bless you. And you'll be able to follow the scriptures. But um, this is very important to have a Bible. It's like you go, to, you go to, to college, university, and you don't have a textbook. Huh? And most of the professors, I mean, they give you a lesson and you don't pay attention. How are you going to pass? Well, how much more the word of God? So you have to look at the Bible and follow it. And uh, the Bible is not a comic book where you're going to just laugh and... No, it's, it's for the salvation of your soul. <coughs> Sorry, and that's why you're here. To hear the word of God. This is not a party. This is a church where you hear the word of God. That's what the word of God is for. And um, this man, Isaiah, will you help me? He was the, uh, was it son of Ahab? Mother uh, Jezebel? That's where he came from. From that lineage. And, and Ahab, Jezebel, they were very bad, very wicked people. They did not love God. They didn't love the things of God. And this man fell down. He had an accident. Yes. And um, I don't know how he fell, but he, he got hurt. And he wanted to know if he would recover. So he sent a messenger to the, the God of Ekron to inquire if his sickness would be healed or recovered. And then on his, uh, when the messengers were going, then they, the Lord spoke, the angel of the Lord spoke to Elijah. And Elijah uh, confronted the messengers. And they went back to he, to um, Ahaziah. I'm trying to get a little help here. Now Ahaziah knew that it was Elijah. What manner of man? He was dressed in skin. He didn't have on the latest nice suit. But he was dressed with hairy man, something like John the Baptist, gird with a girdle. You see, God has strange ways to work in your life. Why are you here today? Why are you here? Oh, by chance, I'm just here. Is that reason? Why? You're, you've got to understand that nothing happened by chance. And everything is for eternity. Everything is for life. When God does something, it's for life. It's for, um, it's for eternity. So, this man did not recognize the God of Israel. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He recognized a foreign, strange God. The God of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron, where Jezebel was from. And uh, they did not want. With all the revival, Elijah was not even dead. Remember the revival on Mount Carmel? But look at this king. There was no change. There was no change in Ahab or his um, wife. The dogs ate her. And all of Ahab's uh, offspring, if you read the history, you have to know history. You know what we do? We get a verse here in the New Testament and a verse here and we drum and we shout 
and we preach on that. And we say, look, I know the Bible. You don't know the Bible. You don't know the Bible. It's like you go down to the ocean, you know, pick up one grain of, of sand and say, look, I've got all the sand. You don't know the Bible. You've got to settle down and begin to meditate and study the word of God and God become first in your life. More important, I'm not talking about a part-time God. Once in a life, when you have a little time, you're serving. And that's the one I'm talking about. Because serving God is a full-time work, a full-time job. Uh, the, the psalmist speaks about the righteous man is like a tree planted. And you know what something is planted? He doesn't move on Monday and Tuesday, then Wednesday is planted in church time. Then it's go back, it's rooted up. But he shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. Then notice his leaf, your life, your testimony, every day you're fresh and green. His leaves also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. But the ungodly are not so. So you pick your, are you want to be a righteous person or an ungodly person? It's up to you. The decision you make. But the ungodly are not so. Not so like the righteous. They're not planted in God. They're not planted in things of God. See, they're not so, but are like the chaff. A little wind just blow them around. Little uh, tragedy, COVID or something. They don't come to church anymore. They're scared. See, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff. Which the wind drive it away. See but you and I want to stand. In the congregation of the righteous. We want to. Be planted in the church. And how do you get planted? Through the word of God. By faith. That's why the book here. The faith of God's elect. See. Uh, so we're talking about this king. Isaiah. He was a very ungodly king that did not seek, sought after the things of God, but he sought after the gods of um, his, his, his mother, the god of Ekron, the Beelzebub, and all these, the gods of uh, the groves, the false prophets. Now today, if I could Present just a simple message that you would begin to think more about God. Then my, my job would have been accomplished today. Where your heart, your mind would be turned and you would be closer to God. It would have been a good day. Because the world is not getting closer to God. I want, I, I want you to know that. You, have you watched television lately? You haven't? Well, it, don't be surprised. It's not. It's not. The world is not turning to God. And it's not getting better. You say, but, oh, we can relax now. COVID is going away. But they haven't read the Bible. That there are worse things than, than COVID that's coming. But I want to encourage you this morning because God is still in charge. God is not getting older. You know, he's not some long-bearded old 
man sitting up there that's been living forever. God never changes. Did you know God never have a birthday? Nobody ever make a cake for <laughs> for the Lord. Celebrate his birthday, blows candle out. Nobody ever done that. Because God has life in himself. God is eternal life. And that's what you and I need. And when Jesus came, Jesus came that we might have life. I'm come that they might have life. Isn't that amazing? The thief cometh. Not but for to steal. Steal what? Your joy, your eternal life. That's why Satan came. But I'm come that they, you, me, might have life. That's why Christ came. And not only that, but have it more abundantly. That means forever and ever, always. And you said, what is eternal life? What is eternal life? Well, or rather, who is eternal life? Make it easier. It's Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And life is in nothing else, no one else but Jesus. So when this king went, begin to inquire for life from the gods of uh, Ekron, Jezebel God, because that's all he knew. That's all he knew. He didn't find life. But what he found was death. What is captain of 50, the first two captains, they only found death. Oh, man of God, come on down. Well, if I'm a man of God, let fire come down and consume you on your 50. Elijah was a man of God. They found death. They found death. Not because you go to church. Not because you find a man of God. Meaning you're going to find life. See? Life was not in Elijah. The life was in God. The God of Israel. And I know a man today that has life. He has life in himself. And he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Anybody knows his name? Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. And this man, this king wanted life, but he didn't find it because he went to the wrong source. You can go to the wrong source. Seeking for life. Ahaziah did not find life. But. Elijah said. You will not. Come down off that bed. I was thinking. How many people. During this COVID time. Has not been able to come off their beds. While the others came off. It depends who you seek. Because even in the time of this tragedy, and it is a tragedy, there's hope. There's life. God has not left us without hope. 
and Jesus Christ is our hope. Oh, that we might love him. Just imagine how sad it was for this man. With all the miracles and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit coming down in the fiery form on Mount Carmel. And he was a boy, a young man, he was old enough. But he didn't know. He, 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 you can go to church and you're blind. God can move and you're still blind. And he never had a revelation. He was still going to the wrong source for healing, for information. The Bible said God is not mocked. What God did on Mount Carmel was not a joke. And God was not going to fool with Isaiah. No more than he did with Bel, 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 Belshazzar. Because he warned his grandfather, King Nebuchadnezzar. So now he wasn't going to play with Belshazzar. He warned Ahab. He was not going to fool with Isaiah. God doesn't waste with time with everybody. And look at what God has been doing and saying throughout all of the Bible. When you look at the scriptures, how God plead with one king after another king. One king after another king. But he's not always going to do that. That's why we come to church this morning humbling ourselves before God and asking God to bless us. So we know the story of this man. This king died. And the first two fifties and their, their captains died. But the last one, the third, humbled himself under the mighty hand of God. He will lift you up. Cry out to God and ask for life. And the angel of the Lord says, go on down. He will not hurt you. And if we cry out as we heard this morning to the Lord for life, we will receive life. And life more abundantly. And then Sister Letty was saying, mentioned about Revelations 11. I'll give power to my two witnesses. I'm not saying Elijah is one or Moses is one. That's not what I'm preaching about right here. But I know God is going to give power to somebody. God is going to equip someone with power. His two witnesses. Now this man. We built up to this man. Elijah. Was about time. His ministry was just about over. And he had one more. Duty to perform. Going down. And crossing. The river Jordan. And then he would be gone. You know the story? Chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. And we want to just go through that quickly. Because there's a whole lot more. Then after that we're going to get ready. Maybe Wednesday night to go on over into the New Testament. And I want you all to read with me the Bible. Look at it. Read with me. You read the magazine. You read the TV guide. You don't complain. But what about the scriptures? And all that will pass away. But my word. Will never pass away. And it came to pass. When the Lord would take up Elijah. Notice who? 
change the ministry, will take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. That Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. That who? Elijah and Elisha went from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, if, if you notice that, I mean, if you read the story, Eli, Elisha was a servant, poured water on the hand of Elijah. But there's not much of a conversation seemingly anywhere there. But now, he's speaking directly to him. And Elijah said unto Elisha, tarry here. This was a test. This was a test. You, you never know when you're going through a test. Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord had sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. It was a tremendous test. And at least 50% of the uh, our 50 uh, prophets didn't pass the test. They failed. But they didn't know. But Elisha was the only one that passed the test. And the sons of the prophets, notice, that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today. You, you notice how they knew that? Prophets, I got a revelation. But how much do you know? How much do you know? They, they knew that Elijah was going. But, oh, tremendous revelation. But you notice that they didn't follow. It didn't, it didn't do very much for them. And said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today. And they were accurate to that point. And he said, Yea, I already know that. Hold your peace. In other words, keep quiet. Is that all the revelation you have? Huh? You have a revelation, but are you obeying? Are you following? How close are you to the man of God? Or do you have an independent spirit? You can prophesy. You know something. How to prophesy. But you're not close, you know. Verse 4. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee. For the Lord had sent me to Jericho. First, was it Bethel? They came from Gilgal, Bethel. Now Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. What, what a commitment. How much would it take for you to leave the church, to leave the house of God, to leave the man of God? He said, I'll not leave you. And as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. It's okay to go 
half the way, three quarter of the way, but what about all the way? The Lord doesn't have delight in any soul that draws back. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? What a prophecy. And how many people get all excited? Somebody, I mean, that was accurate. But it was not enough to follow those prophets. And he answered, Yea, I already know that. I, I already have that revelation. Hold your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. Wouldn't you call that commitment? And they who? Two. Notice the other 50 didn't go. Everybody will not go all the way. And they too went on. All the way. See the call of God is not for just going off away. Or you follow for a few years and then you turn back. Is it verse 7? And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood. I <laughs> look at this because when you look at that. Stood to view afar off. How close were they? How close will you get to God? How much do you want to know when the Bible said draw nigh to God? And he will draw nigh to you. They stood. But it was so far. There's a lot of people. They serve God. But they will not leave the crowd. They can't leave their friends. They cannot leave their buddies. But if you notice it says. That. And they too. Stood by Jordan. Not everybody will go all the way. They'll pull you back. It's hard to leave the crowd. It's hard to get rid of your friends. It's hard to give it all up. Or you can know a few things. Oh like Jesus is coming back. Right? But will you go all the way through death? Will you give up everything to follow the Lord? But notice. When it boils down. Few there be. Many are called. But few are chosen. And few. And they too. T-W-O. Just the two of them. While the others. They had a revelation but. Their revelation didn't bring them closer to God. They knew Elijah was going. But that didn't bring them closer to God. Or to, to the move of God. They stood afar off. Although they knew it. And we know Jesus is coming, right? He's coming back. We know there's going to be a resurrection. We know the kingdom is to be established. But how close is it bringing us to God? Are we willing to leave everything? And follow the Lord. And they too 
stood by Jordan. And Elijah, notice here, we want God to move, but are we willing to go all the way? And Elijah took his mantle. You see, it's much more than knowing that Elijah is going. Or even know that Elijah is coming back again before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided either and thither so that they too went over on dry ground. And all that happened here. Remember, was it Joshua went over? Jordan? See, God, what, what God did in the past, God do today. Just like how we, if you can believe it, John was the Elijah which was for to come, if you can believe it. But he's going to send again. What he did in the past, God's going to repeat it. He's going to send again Elijah the prophet. Malachi tells us before that great and dreadful or notable day of the Lord comes. You, you, you remember how Elijah and Mount Carmel turned their hearts, the hearts of the children back? He's going to come back and turn the hearts of the children to the fathers. And the hearts of the fathers back to the children. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters. And they were divided either and thither. So that they too went over on dry ground. If you notice that Elisha had to be a good student. He had to pay attention. You get to place where oh, I already know what Elijah is going to do. But notice when he smoked the Jordan. He didn't say a word. He didn't say nothing. He just smote it. Somebody said, oh, you got faith? Speak it. Speak it. Come on. That's not faith because you say some words. Faith is not just words. It's action. Hallelujah. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, now notice. Notice. Notice that that offer didn't come until you pass your test. There's nothing given to you unless you pass your test. Now you might know that Elijah is going away, but you're standing afar off. You're not drawing nigh to God. You're still afar off. You still got all those silly old thoughts in your mind. Tradition, religion, a religious spirit. There's nothing inside of you that's dealing, or the Holy Ghost is dealing with. You're still the same person. They still stood afar off. And they knew that he was going to go away. But that didn't bring him any closer. Jesus Christ is returning. Yes, but is it bringing the church closer? We're still standing on the other side of Jordan. Far off. 
And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah, I like this, said unto Elijah, Ask what I shall do for thee before when uh, uh, it boiled down to before I be taken away from thee. Most of the revelation of the coming kingdom of God is just before that great and notable day of the Lord comes. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. You don't notice here. Somebody said, well, I don't need a pastor to pray over me, lay and I just go to God myself and I get it for myself. Really? So why did he give the church the ministry for the perfecting of the saints if you could get it by yourself? Are you following me? Oh, I don't need a church. I, I just hear from God. God told me and spoke to me. Ask Elisha. Ask Elisha. Elijah said, what do you want from me? What do you want? Elisha said, I pray thee, let what? A double portion of... In other words, he wasn't just asking to be greater than Elijah. So he could be known. No. He just wanted his God and more of his God. What do you want? I want to know the God of my teacher and I want to know him more. That's all. That's a good request. And Elijah said, this is hard. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. It, it, it wasn't impossible. But are you dedicated enough? When I'm gone, are you going to go back to those 50 prophets or those uh, Bible schools that will not change? Are you going to follow the traditions and the program and give up the way that you're taught? Are you going to be a quitter? And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Because what you've asked, you're going to have to stand alone. If you notice that I was going from the brook to the widow's house to the juniper tree and here I am now crossing all over. It. He said, do you want that? A double portion of my wandering? Hmm? How, what do you really want? So Elijah said, it's a hard thing. What you're asking is very hard. Because you're going to walk the same way with double trouble. When everybody want to kill you. Everybody is searching for you. You have a hard thing. It's a hard life. The more you know about God is the harder it is. To stay in this world. And Elijah said look I'm blessed I'm going. And you want more. And you'll be here. Give me a double portion. You're asking for a lot more trouble. Said you asked for a hard thing. It wasn't impossible. Nevertheless, huh. nevertheless, here's a goal. Well, I will see Jesus. 
You got to have a revelation of the ministry. Apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers. But, and we don't even know a pastor when we see one or a minister or a prophet. Or we, we don't even recognize him. I don't think he's a prophet until I think he's a prophet. <laughs> if, if you see me, notice, notice. If thou, uh, if thou seest me when I am taken from thee. But you notice that the other 50 saw it. But they didn't get it. They saw it, but they didn't get it. If you see me, when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so, uh, so unto thee. You'll get it. But if not, it shall not be so. Somebody says, see, but he saw Elijah in the chariots. And then when he was caught away, he saw him go. The prophets did. They saw that. But they didn't get a thing. I want to show you when Elisha saw him. And it came to pass. As they. Notice. Still went on. Endurance. And talk. Oh, I would have loved to know what the final words were. There was something said in those secret moments. It's wanting to see, but it's nothing to hear. And blessed are your, not just your eyes, but your hearing, for they hear. And as they went on, what does it say? And talk. About what? He heard something that the other prophets did not hear. They saw a man went to heaven, but they didn't hear the final words. And did you know there was another group of men that saw Jesus went up to heaven. But they heard what he said. But he told them to go back and tarry in Jerusalem until you be endured with power from an eye. And when they still continue gazing into heaven, the angel of the Lord came and said, You men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into heaven? The same Jesus is coming back. Go back to Jerusalem. And what was it, 40 or 50 days after? What happened? The Holy Ghost. Fire came. So it's not just talking, but you've got to hear. The old there appeared and it came to pass as days still went on and talked that the old there appeared a chariot of fire. Ooh, this beautiful. And horses of fire. You know something happened to Elisha that day? His eyes were open. That years after, he was still seeing the chariots. 
that he could tell his servants more they on our side when the servant was afraid of the Syrian. He said, God, open his eyes so he can see. And he had his eyes open that day. And there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And all this was good and exciting. But notice, next verse. And notice, and Elijah, Elisha saw it. He what? Elisha saw it. If you see me. When the disciples saw Jesus went away. If you see me. And he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. That's a revelation. Because you go into Zechariah chapter 2, it will the Lord said, I'll be a wall of fire. You can read that. Zechariah chapter 2. I will be a wall of fire round about you. That's Jerusalem. And that's why I give you the Holy Ghost. And fire is a wall. The horsemen there. And he saw him. Notice. No more. And his ministry begun. And he took hold of his notice. Are you with me now? And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them into pieces. All right, this, this is tremendous. Because you can do all you want to it. But you got to get to the place when, all right, it's Jesus said to Peter, when you're young, you put on your clothes, you dress yourself. But when you're older, you're going to stretch forth your hands and let another one lead you and clothe you and lead you where you never go. So he. Took a hold of him. You know it's easy to work on somebody else. But what about your spirit. It's easy to rent somebody's garment. But what about your garment. What about your problem. What about your lifestyle. And the first thing. The start of his ministry. He had to take a hold of his own spirit, his own garment, the things that he had in his life, and rent it. Because unless you rent those veil of the spirit, and listen, come through there, you're not going to help anybody. Don't try renting everybody's garment when yours is still fully clothed. In Zechariah, was it the high priest had filthy garments? Had to take it away. So you had to rent it. When God's over and finished with you, there's nothing about you that's left. And God's going to rip everything about you apart. Are you listening? All the things that you're hiding, you're covering up, you're using to cover up, God's going to tear it. Are you listening? covering. 
Put a covering over there. The Lord said they're covered with a garment, but not of me. That's why God burned up everything that's not of God. And what did he say? He took a hold of his own garment. And he took hold of his, underline that, his own clothes. What a way to begin a ministry, naked, spiritually. You got nothing. You come to Jesus to get a double portion of the Spirit of God. You've got to come to him empty. As long as there's something that's hiding you and you can stand beyond and, and look upon, you're in trouble. You've got to rent away everything. That's, you're taking comfort in. You're protecting you. You know, so the world look at you differently. All of the mask. You got to take away the mask. That's beautiful, isn't it? He really took a hold of his own clothes. That's your spirit. That's your garment. The old Adamic nature. The garment that you were born with. That spirit that you were born with. You. That spirit that's blocking you from hearing from God. Pride. Your ambition. You love that more than you love God. You want to be in the ministry, right? You want to be used of God, but you cannot let go. You're bound by that spirit. You're bound by tradition. You never let it go. You've got to get a hold of that. The things that you love dear, most precious, mama's religion. That is religion. Where you came from. You've got to rent it. God told Gideon, go back and tear down your father's altar. And he was afraid to do it by day. God said, do it by night. God said, I don't care. You do it, just do it. You've got to get rid of where you came from. Your religion. He took a hold of his own clothes. Why do you think praying and fasting is not to tear somebody else, it's to tear you up? Why do you think studying the word of God is and searching, it's your own heart? When the light shines, it shines inside of you first. He took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. And he took, notice, that's after he tore up everything that he had. Now, remember early days when he was called to the ministry, he tore up the 12 oxen. But he still wasn't ready. His own life had to be torn up. Well, I lost everything. I lost my, my bank account. I lost my house. He didn't lose anything yet. Because you're still holding on to something that you think is precious. But listen, God is not going to tear it up for you. It's you that is tear it up. And you can only tear it up when you love God. You have to. Look at what God did allow Job to go through. Tore his world up. Until, are you listening to me? Naked. 
I came into this world. And naked I will leave. The Lord give it. And the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You've got to get to that place. He took a hold of his clothes and tore it. Naked. Empty. Now close me Lord. And he took also the mantle of Elijah. That fell from him. And went back and stood. By the bank of Jordan. Notice that. It's after he rent his own clothes. That he picked up that mantle. Don't try picking up the mantle. Until you rent your clothes. Your spirit. Your pride. What happened? And he took the mantle of Elijah. Go, go back to verse 13. And he took also the mantle of Elijah. That fell from him. And went back. Are you listening? <laughs> and went back. Somebody said well. I have a new revelation and ministry. The man began his, he went right back to where Elijah, Elijah's ministry was ended. And he went right back there. I can't wait. I can't wait, man. I've got so much to give to the world. You don't have anything. Unless you've got your garments rent from you. And he stood by the bank of Jordan. Verse 14. And he took the mantle of Elijah. That fell from him. And smote. The waters. And said. Where? Question. Notice it. Oh I already know it. I've been with Elijah. All many years I poured water on him. And I knew him. I traveled with him. I preached with him. I opened Oh my God, stop. All that doesn't qualify you. That doesn't qualify you. I don't care what man of God you've been. Well, I've been to this place and I've been to this place. I don't care if you've been to Azusa's. I don't care if you were in the upper room. You still got to tear off something. And he said, notice what he said. When he smote the waters... And said, don't talk, talk, talk. You know, or just smite the water, smite the people, talk about the people, run them down. He smote the water and said, where are you with me? Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Where is he? He knew he couldn't go over to those prophets and find him. He knew he couldn't go back to Bethel and find him. One time God worked in Bethel. He couldn't go to Gilgal. He couldn't go to Samaria. He couldn't go anywhere. And now. He heard Elijah said. I'm the only one. And now he's gone. So what was he supposed to do? 
What did he need more than anything? He needed the Lord God of Elijah. And he wanted a double portion of the spirit that was upon Elijah. And he took up the mantle and smote the waters and he said where everybody listen let's see where is the Lord God of Elijah I'm asking that question today where is he because every organization claimed that they have it come over here we're the body. We're the only one having. I'm the pastor. I've got this. And it's all talk, talk, talk. And they smite the waters, but nothing is parted. They smite the people. They talk about the people, but nothing is happening. You know why? Because we're not torn. And we're not renting apart our spirits. Her garments, the Adamic nature. And he said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted either and thither, and Elisha went over. Elijah was gone, but God was still here, the God of Elijah. It's been a long ways since Pentecost. But the same God that came down in the upper room is still the same God today. Let me begin to close this now. Verse 15. And when the sons of the prophets, notice, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah do it rest on Elisha. They had that much revelation. Oh. And this brother is gone, but this one take over. The spirit of Elijah do it rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves. Don't, 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 don't be deceived by that. To the ground before him. 16. And they said unto him. But notice here. Notice here. They still had the human. Their strength. What I can do it. Me, my, I, my money. If I don't support the church. Then it goes on. I'm the strongest one in the church. The most supportive one. And they said unto him. Behold now, there be with thy servants fifty strong men. What a strong church because we got fifty and there's only one over there. But he had the mantle. Are you with me? And he had the God of Elijah. Let them go, we pray thee, and seek thy master. They didn't believe a thing. They know he was going to be caught away, but they didn't believe he was gone. God took him there. Watch what they said. We pray thee and seek thy master. 
They thought that God deserted him on the, upon the mountain or in the valley. Just like, what's going to happen to you if so and so die? Nothing is going to happen to you. The church will go on. If you got faith. Because it's not depending on Elijah. But it's the God of Elijah. And you begin to see personality. And there's been no greater prophet than Elijah or John. And they said unto him, Behold now, there be with thy servants fifty strong men. <laughs> uh, let them go, we pray thee, and seek thy master. Lest preadventure the spirit of the Lord had taken him up and cast him upon some mountain or in some valley. And he looked at them. I wonder what was going through his mind when he looked at these dubbins. You know, you hear some people talk and telling about God and the move of God and how God came down on such a mountain or in such a valley or the past. They have no idea. No idea. The spirit to pick him up and cast him down on that mountain or in the valley. Well, must Woo, let me. Let's go and search for him. We're strong. You see the flesh? And they look at it. Oh, I'm strong. We're the ones that keeping the church up. Really? Oh, God. They said, is verse 16? Then he said, you shall not sin. Wouldn't you think that? That should be enough? He just said, don't sin. You, you know, some people come, they don't want one word. They keep hounding you until you give them the word they want to hear. They want you to say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was the Lord. You did hear from God, didn't you? Oh, that's a wonderful word. <laughs> and when they urged him, you see that? He urged him. Till he was ashamed. You know why he was ashamed? Because they had Bible school. These were Bible students. These were the next generation of prophets. That's where they would go out from. And he said, Is this all? Is this what I'm inheriting? You understand why he needed a double portion of what came from above. You get it? You get it? They were, I mean, is this the group that I've got to pastor or the church or I've got to be, oh, I'm, I'm in charge of a fellowship. All right, let's, let's see the prophets. Let's see the students. Let's listen to the sons of the student. And right at the start of your ministry, they make a mistake. And they want to lead you down the wrong road and control you. See that? They didn't receive Elisha because of the anointing of the Spirit. 
He came to tell him what to do. And when Elisha said don't go. Don't send. That old bald headed man. Ah we don't think. Who does he think he is? He was just a servant of Elijah. And Elijah was what? The principal of our school. And we knew he was going. Let's tell you what to do, how to run this school, how to run this church, how to run this fellowship. Hmm? Sit down and listen to us. And when they urged him till he was ashamed, embarrassed at their testimony, embarrassed at their songs because they don't practice. Uh oh. Embarrassed at their offering, they don't pay their tithe. They don't pay. Are you listening now? You all get quiet. You know this your beautiful church? They don't pay their tithe because they got enough excuse. That's more excuse than in the Bible. Oh, they're special. God doesn't, God's not going to judge them. God's going to bless them. And they take care of the things of God. Look at the lights. So they grow. They dust. They work hard. And you, you can read and find out almost everything that these guys do, they end up in trouble. Very few of those guys was any good. Hmm? And when they urged him till he was ashamed, he said, Sam, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Prophesy. Run. Go ahead. Do it. Go ahead. God told me to go there and preach. Go, go ahead. Because it's no use telling them don't do it. When somebody come to you and make up their mind and say, God told me this. And I had a dream last night. And you try, Pastor, Pastor, I had a dream. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Don't argue with that. You can't convince them. Their minds are already made up. They're not torn. When they heard him. Till he was ashamed. You know why he was ashamed? Is this all? I, you understand why he asked for a double portion? Not because he wanted to be greater than Elijah. But because to deal with those spirits. How would you like to be Ezekiel when God told him, uh, Son of man, I've given you a congregation, but it's filled up with serpents. And introduce you to your congregation and say, look, that's it. Value of dry bones. And when they urged him till he was ashamed, he said, send. They sent, therefore, 50 men. And they sought three days, but found him not. Just use your Holy Ghost sanctified imagination and go back thousands of years and figure when they were starting out, you know, packing their, their drinks and their sandwich or whatever to go for three days. And now they start, who are they talking about? That bald-headed man. 
He think he know it. And all he did was to put water and the hand of Elijah. You understand what they're talking about? Running down. So when they went. And when they urged him. Till he was ashamed he said send. Next verse. And they sent and found him not. And when they came again to him. For he tarried at Jericho. He said unto them. Did I not say unto you. Go not. In other words don't go. Did I not say unto you. Don't talk that way. Don't prophesy that way. Don't preach that sermon. Don't sing that way. Did I not say unto you. Don't do it that way. But you still did it. Because you don't believe. All you believe that the man of God was a bald-headed fool. And he couldn't tell you what to do. Don't tell me nothing, you bald head. And you wonder where that bald head. Those guys did a lot to damage the work of God. And one or two of them escaped. But majority of them, you never heard a thing of. The Bible didn't, didn't even give their names. Because they were not worthy. So Elijah is gone. But then we're going to pick him up. And from then on, it's going to be in the supernatural realm. Malachi. Amen. All in the New Testament. So we'll continue that Wednesday night, alright? I hope you got something this morning.